And now, it's time for the Tech EU Drive at 5 with Robin Bouters and Dan Taylor. Let's do this. Well, all right, all right, all right. You have found it. This is the Tech EU Drive at 5. I am your host, Dan Taylor. And we are the droids you're looking for. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is episode 1111. My God, we've we've uh, rounded the hump. We've come over the crest. We're over the dreaded 10. Fun fact, I think it's most podcasts last 10 episodes on average, and then people just give up. But not your intrepid sailors here at the good ship Tech EU. But having said that, one of the sailors, Robin's underwater, I think at this very moment, he might in fact be underwater. Robin has... Uh, wisely question mark taken uh, a few days off he's in the south of spain i want to say and the message i got two days ago was have a great time uh good luck on the show and i'll think of you while i'm sipping cocktails poolside so he might be underwater right now but ladies and gentlemen i've got somebody even better than robin's underwater good friend of the show hailing from molten ventures the marketing director the one and only james clark welcome to the show james Thank you, Dan. It's, it's very nice to be here for your 11th show, although I have to say, if you've got James Clark on your show, you kind of have jumped the shark. And so I, I appreciate you having me having me at your your, your, your penultimate show. <laughs> We're going downhill. It's, You're, going it's, downhill. It's, You're going downhill. You can't, you can't get much worse from here. The sinking ship. Well, uh, if, if people don't know who you are, they should. And for people that do know you, I, the one thing I wanted to highlight, uh, how was New York? New York was amazing. It was, it was, uh, if you ask my wife, the run up to New York was, was murder. Uh, she nearly <laughs> killed me on numerous occasions. Uh, uh-huh. but New York itself was amazing. It was, uh, it was pretty spectacular. And you did the, uh, you, for those that don't know, James, James, James just, uh, you know, took off to New York with, uh, 19 portfolio companies and, uh, hung out in NASDAQ for the day. You did, did you get to press the button? We did get to press it, but well, Stu Chapman, the, the founder, pressed the button. I was I was a couple of couple of people over from Stu, but I was probably cheering the loudest. Yeah. Uh, but we did press the button. That was that was um, it was pretty pretty cool. I must say, it was uh, something new for me. Was it like a Robin Hood experience? Did confetti come out and? Yeah, no, there was confetti. Although there was, we were organizing. <laughs> we got to pick the color of the confetti. This is this is the stuff that ends up. You get to pick the color of the confetti. Uh, but look, you're in it. You're in a TV studio. There's cameras everywhere. Uh, mm. it, it's it's a fairly surreal experience, but you cannot help but be a, just a little bit childishly excited about it. Well, I, I do you know what? Many years ago, I was there with uh, Patty and Co. Uh, when Web Summit, I think Web Summit or some somebody. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I was I was there as a photographer, and 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 I know the room. I it it, it, it is uh, it is a bit of a, a pressure cooker kind of fun experience of like holy crap, this is this is this is the big boys league. It, it does feel like you're recording Letterman. It's great. It's, it's pretty cool. And, and look, you're on Broadway, so what are you going to do? I mean, it, it's that kind of experience. Well, the lights certainly are brighter on Broadway. But but listen, we can talk NASDAQ and pushing buttons all day long, but I want to talk to the news right now. Yes. Uh, a couple items that got my attention this week. One I just, I just wrote up just this morning. Uh, because it came in late yesterday afternoon, and quite frankly, I was my brain was dead by the end of the day. So I saved it for this morning. But Hoxton Farms, we're both in London. Yeah, uh, you you know the the uh, borough of Hoxton. I was not aware there were any farms there. I knew there was I knew there was <laughs> hotels, and I knew there was ventures, but I didn't realize there was farms. Well, apparently there is a farm there, but not the farm that you and I probably both know. The uh, Hoxton Farms, the good folks at Hoxton Farms, they are. Growing cultivated fat as an ingredient for the meat alternatives 
industry. James, have you ever had a, I'm doing big air quotes because I know I'm going to get yeah, hate yeah. mail I if can, I say this. I can this. see the air quotes. Nobody else can, but I can see them. Fake, fake steak? Have you had a fake steak? I've not had fake steak. I've, I've had fake meats of various kinds. And I, and I must right. say, um, the thing that... The, the, Look, I, I actually support what these guys. I support what these this company is doing because if you want to get people onto onto alternative meat products, you, you, it can't be like penance, right? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, sort of non-animal reared meat needs to be something that people find pleasure and enjoyment in. And if you know anything about your cooking, that the flavor is all in the fat. So yes. more power to them. It might end up with some more tasty, more tasty stuff. I thoroughly agree. I have had my fair share. I don't. I had a steak. No, because there's one, there's actually one company that I know of in the world. They're Nor- Swiss, Norwegian, Denmark, one of those up there. Uh, they're making a, a plant-based filet mignon, which I haven't had the chance to taste yet, but I've had the Impossible Burger. I've had the burgers. I've, I've, I've had these. Look, they're, they're extremely nice. I, I would mm. say if I was to, to offer my, 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 my opinion, and people who know me know that I, I'm very reluctant to offer my opinions. Uh, but the, 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 uh-huh. the thing that's interesting about this is I would, I would not try and tell people what, what meat you're trying to replicate. Uh, let, let people discover on their own the taste and textures. I was, I was at a restaurant a few weeks ago. They, they made a very nice uh, sort of sort of stewy stir fry type thing with a, what was supposed to be chicken in there. But I swear to God, mm. it was like pork belly. It had the taste. It had the texture of pork belly. And that mm-hmm. was substantially better than chicken. And if they hadn't have told me it was chicken, I would have thought it was pork belly and enjoyed it all the more for it. So don't tell me what I'm having. Just let me enjoy the texture of this thing that you've created. But the fat is important because that's where the flavor is. So good luck mm. to them. Mm, mm, I agree. I agree. I mean, we, we all know everything tastes like chicken at the end of the day. <laughs> Except the stuff that tastes like pork belly. It, it, exactly. Or pork belly, apparently now. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But Hoxton, Hoxton Farms, they recently got their hands on $22 million in a Series A round, uh, which was led by Collaborative Fund, who are early backers of Impossible Foods and Beyond Meat. So we see the, the, like the lineage there. Right. Uh, Fine Structure Ventures, who are the, uh, what are they? They're the parent company. They're affiliated with FMR LLC, the parent company of Fidelity Investments. So some okay. big American money there. Uh, we've got uh, Systemic Capital, AG Funder, MCJ Collective, and existing investors, Peter Thiel's Founders Fund, Backed VC. Yep. Are, you, are you going to slush? I am going to slush. I, I always go to slush. Slush is my favorite event of the year. I always go to the Backed Party. I've never been. Is it worth it? Oh, really? It's great yeah. fun. Is I didn't go fun? last year because we did this big thing beforehand and I was exhausted. But this year I plan to go again. It was, it's always good fun. You get that many VCs in one place at one time. How can it not be fun? I mean, I ask you, how can it not be fun? Oh, sorry, sorry. What? That many VCs? You, you lost me at that many VCs in one place. <laughs> it's better than I'm making out. Let's put it that way. Wow. So, yeah. so our good friends at Back VC, they're also on the the cap table here. Presite Capital, CPT Capital, and Sustainable Food Ventures. Now. I, James, I agree with you. Like more power to them. The fat is where it's at. I mean, I, I'm I'm, oh, I'm yeah. walking proof of the fat is where it's at. The pandemic, uh, I, I I opened my taste buds to a whole range of foods that I'd never had before, and also a lot of beverages that I'd never partaken in before. Well, but, trust me, I don't consider you an alternative animal product. At least not <laughs> definitely animal. not. I'm, no, no, I no. might be alternative, but definitely not an animal additive. <laughs> However, I will say the timing here. 
is, I mean, you, you, you know, I know, our listeners know, all of these deals happened six months ago, the wheels start turning, yeah, and then the yeah, announcement yeah, comes yeah. up. But uh, the timing is, oof, God, it's, it's, it's a kick in the gut, because just a week ago, Reuters reported on Beyond Meats, and I quote, uh, cut its annual revenue forecast for the second time due to slowing demand for faux meat as consumers look for cheaper options to beat rising prices and announced job cuts as well as executive departures. Now, okay, the axing of 200 staff, 20% of its workforce, it's not a story out of the ordinary. I mean, we're hearing it across the board. But the one I really love, their chief operating officer, Douglas Ramsey, you ready for this? He's been accused, accused yeah, of yeah. biting biting a man's nose. Well, look, you know, in the search for alternative product, meat products, you, you know, leave most unturned. Cartilage? I mean, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. Look, maybe look, cartilage. If you've ever had pig snout, it's a fantastically nicely cartilagey kind of thing. So I look good. Look, I would I would say to, to be fair, look, the whole point of venture, and I'm going to do the venture spiel here, but the whole point of venture is you invest into companies regardless of what's happening in the market. And look, this is a Series A investment. You, you can't look at what's happening in the public markets of a listed existed listing company and look at the, what's happening to the valuation of that company and do a direct pass through all the way down to a Series A. You know this this company. Good luck to it. Hopefully, it'll come to come to market at some point in 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 the years to come. But that will be many years into the future. And so that that the pass through valuation doesn't work that way. This is a very early stage company. It has all its growth ahead of it. You know, what, whatever is happening with public market equivalent, equivalents at this point, it, I'm sure there's some aspect of how, you know, the investors will have looked at it, but they'll also have thought this company's got years to go. So, uh, look, good luck to them. Uh, early stage company. They're doing something that is going to hopefully help adoption of, 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 you know, alternative meat products. It means we don't have to house and, and, and sort of kill as many animals. I think that's a good thing. Uh, and ultimately, they're, they're creating something that hopefully is going to make people enjoy the food they eat a bit more. Uh, and, you know, if you want to get people to convert to different things, you have to offer them a carrot or in this case, a fatty bit, a bit of fat big fat. Protein, you know, this is, this is the way that it works. You see, ladies and gentlemen, this is why I bring people smarter than myself on the show. Then why did you bring me? Moving <laughs> Next week, someone next, smarter than me. That's yes, right. Next week. Moving on from fake meat. James, I want you to take your VC hat off and put your marketing hat on for this one. Oh, I always do that. I never, I don't have a VC hat. I just have a marketing hat. All right, T take the take the VC uh, uh, piping off that marketing hat okay. then for the, a second. The, the, the advantage of being a marketing person in VC is well, the, my superpower is I don't pretend to be a VC. That's 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 my skill set. Not pretending to be a VC. He keeps telling me this, folks, until I until he launches his fund one day, and it's going to be the, the big surprise to no one. It's not going to happen. Quantum Systems, right? This week, uh, they bagged $17.5 million from Peter Thiel himself, which I yeah. thought that was interesting. Not Founders yeah. Fund. He does have some money, I hear. Uh, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Pro Project A, Byron Capital, uh, Felix Haas's 10X Group, and Sano Capital. Uh, now, James, we, we talked about this a little bit before we went on air. As a marketing guy, quantum systems, drones are not the first thing one is off to think of. Well, maybe they're going for the uncertainty principle here, which is you don't actually know what it is. <laughs> until is it you a drone? Done, you realize it's actually a drone company and not a quantum computing kind of company. I mean, either that or at some stage there was a really, really substantial pivot 
And they went, you know what? This quantum thing isn't working out. Hey, drones. Why not drones? Everybody needs a drone. <laughs> do we do we do we put the drone in a box and close the lid and just you know? No, see, no, no. Is, 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 there's something inside the drone, and you don't know what it is until it comes out. And then right, it, it's Schrodinger's it drone. Yeah, Schrodinger's drone. drone. Yeah, you don't know where it is, and you don't know what's inside it until you try to look for it, or until it drops something on you. Well, well, you just did a massive uh, rebranding exercise. I mean, maybe maybe Schrodinger's drone will be the next uh, iteration of quantum <laughs> systems. But they, uh, the one that so so not only Peter Thiel's money himself uh, jumped out at me, but the fact that they're providing the uh, what are they doing? Uh, Ukraine blah, 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 providing Ukraine's Ministry of Defense with vector drones. Now we all know, like. You, you know, Ukraine. I'm it's a still, big fan it's, of vector. What is a vector drone? I, it's a it's a drone. It's a thing. It's a drone. Vectors. Yep, okay. it, it, so what they, so what they are doing, uh, the the drones yeah. that they're providing, quote, they uh, can do reconnaissance with almost no noise emission, and mm-hmm. they can deliver high resolution video images from air via an encrypted link, contributing to accurate situational awareness. I myself have never been involved with the military or anything i mean i've shot a gun once in my life and it scared the bejesus out of me so i i, I but uh for those out there that are using these things um yeah i i i, I guess that's a good thing i i, th- I think i think to 20 the 2022 has been a very handy reminder that sometimes we need to spend money on these sorts of things for very good reasons and i, mm. I think sort of we've gotten into a habit over a period of time leading up to this of becoming a bit down on the idea of military spending but it does serve a purpose Look, personally, mm. I think the thing that's interesting about what these what this company is doing is it is the vertical takeoff and landing, it is the reconnaissance drones, but actually they have an automated system to both launch and receive the drones mm. with much less human intervention. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, there, there is there is I think the interesting thing here is there is an automation story. You know, mm. if you're mm. going to if you're going to be operating a fleet of drones and one of our portfolio companies does this, manner drone delivery, you know, you mm. there's a there's a fair bit of handling that's involved with you know, putting stuff into the drones and sending them off and whatever else. But I think the interesting thing here is the automation aspect of launching the drones and receiving the drones and being able to operate a fleet uh, without necessarily having to have large numbers of people staffing those drones. So I think mm. there's something quite interesting, even in, you know, for definitely for the civilian civilian sort of applications of this sort of technology that I, that I think is quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and in addition to... Uh, just again, air quotes. Just defense. Uh, uh, Schrodinger's drone ca- uh, quotes agriculture, mining, construction, and energy use cases. Uh, so yeah, they're they're you know they're not just dropping bombs or or mapping fields to drop bombs on. Uh, and I reached out to Felix Haas, our good friend Felix of 10x, uh, and he came back with a quote and he said, initially we were criticized for dual use, both civilian and military, by other investors, but now. It's clear to everyone that this is exactly the kind of company we need to fund and support from Europe. So actually, he's, yeah, I think absolutely. he's supporting your and statement. That, that's totally true. I think the, the, the challenge of dual use is, as I say, got a bit of a bad reputation. I mean, there's obviously been a push in sort of ESG investment around querying dual use. But I think that, look, at a certain point, you need to realize that the technologies like that have a dual use application do have a very necessary role in the world to try and allow us to create societies where we're able to live in peace. It's just the nature of it, unfortunately. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, James, we are, how are we doing on time? We're all right. I I mean, I don't know. It's your job. I I think we've got, I think we've got listeners engaged. Let's do, let's do one more. Uh, Another one. Did you know, and this, this came back via Twitter. Did you know that Scotland has a space program? 
I did. I did. I find it fascinating. We know that, uh, right? Look, look, I'm a space nerd, so I, I, I'm, I tend to be aware of anything remotely space-like. So, yes, I did. Right, right. So, same here. Orbex is, uh, what are they doing? They're, they, they, they are building a Europe's first full orbital micro-launcher. Yeah. Which, I, I guess that's a small Small rocket of some sort. Small, yep, yep. small rocket launcher. Small yeah, they rocket. raised. Yep. Sure, they raised forty point four million, uh, and according to the company, all systems are go on uh, their their pre flight checks. They're gearing up for the first vertical launch from UK Scottish soil. Yeah. Uh, which the the minute I started reading this, I thought, well, they've got to be racing Skyrora. Okay. Right. Skyrora is the the other Scottish uh, rocket program that I know of, and they've they've laid down the line, and they they have a self imposed date of launching by 2023. So I guess Skyrora and Orbex are going head to head now to see who can get the rocket in the air first. Uh, as far as the 40.4 million pounds, uh, yeah. BGF, which I always read as BFG, big friendly giant, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. hard high tech Grunder funds and Octopus Ventures were in. New investors include the Scottish National Investment, NASA services provider Jacobs or Jacobs, depends on where yeah, you are and how you yeah. say it. The Danish Green Future Fund, managed by Fergstfonden with the AE with the connected, however that yeah, comes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, the, the than me. Yep. Right. The Sovereign Investment Fund of Denmark, Switzerland's Verve Ventures. And British entrepreneurs Philip and James Chambers, founders of Peakton and Hasport, respectively. Mm-hmm. Fun stuff. So Scotland is getting in on the space race. A fun one about Orbex as well. Their main product is a 19-meter-long rocket named... You ready for this? Ready? Yeah, ready. I'm ready. Just after Bezos sent his giant penis in the sky, Orbex comes back with the name of the rocket, Prime. That's, 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 uh, yeah, okay, good call on that one. We'll see. I mean, look. The Twitter account is going to be very strange, I have to admit. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't ask. I know that delivery is quick, but I didn't ask him for a buy by a suborbital rocket. Prime, not, not to be confused with Optimus Prime, is the first full orbital micro launcher to be unveiled in Europe. And this, this I did find pretty cool. It's powered by a renewable biofuel. The Ooh. manufacturer's name is uh, named Carlor, and they make a product called Futura Liquid Gas, which is a form of biopropane. Okay. Which, according to the company, reduces the carbon footprint of space launches by up to ninety-six percent when compared with similarly sized launch vehicles powered by fossil fuels. Ooh, okay, well, that's look, cool. Ultimately, innovation in many different ways. Now, the yeah. question for me is, and you wrote the article on this: have they have they used their are they are they doing the the sort of the Scottish launch location because they're doing polar orbits? Because that's the question I'm I'm curious about. I'm gonna say yes. I mean, they're they're launching in tongue. Uh, okay. Which is in way northern Scotland, right on the okay. coast, ish on the coast, ish. Um, I would guess so. Damn it, James, that's a good question. I'm going to have to do a follow up now. That's a good question. I know you're going to have to follow. I mean, look, the, ultimately, most of the most of the reason why most rocket launches happen happen on the equator is because at the equator, the Earth is spinning at its highest rotation, and you save rocket fuel by flinging your rocket into orbit using the Earth as a the Earth's sort of rotation as the as the way to increase your speed at the start of that. Uh, but it's harder to do north-south polar orbits from that kind of that kind of location. So they tend to go for high latitude or low latitude orbits to be able to do that, as far as I know. You're not kidding. You are a space nerd. 
I'm a massive space nerd, although I could be completely wrong, but that would be my theory behind using these very high latitude Scottish located uh, launch sites. Although you're going to struggle with the weather. James, what's the equation for the acceleration due to gravity? I have no idea. I just, I talk stuff, but I don't do math stuff. 9.8 meters per second squared. There you go. There you go. This is, this is why, this, this is why you have me on the show. So I can show <laughs> you to be a bigger nerd than I am. Feed me the material so I can sound smart. Great. Yeah, yeah. You're doing a great job. Listen, James, we are almost out of time. It's the drive at five. There's one more thing. Robin always likes to throw one more thing. I got one more thing. Um, okay. This this I, I, this is this is more like cleanup. I missed this one. Oops. Uh, Holodew coming out okay. of Ger- Germany, Munich, I want to say, maybe. Yeah. Um, this is kind of a big one to miss. $104 million in a Series E funding round of equity and debt, uh, 83 yep. North led that one. And the company is reporting year over year revenue growth of 100% in 2021. So not bad. Now, this is a fun topic for you. And I know you're going to jump on this one. I'm so excited. 104 million in series E. How much of that was debt? 25 million. Now I know you're a big proponent and, and you have, uh, you've shown me the light. I, I agree with you here. I do my digging whenever I see a you know a, a number like that, my first question back is how much of that is debt? Yeah, look, it's it's a, it's a reasonable question to ask. There there, mm. there, was, there was a, a practice over a period of time a few years ago where people tended to lump the two things together to make it look like they had a had a mm. big fat funding round, and it just I don't think it's necessary uh, because mm. certain businesses do require debt to be able to operate. If you're if you're doing lending business, if there's some some aspect of what you're doing is using balance sheet lending to to pass on to customers, then raising debt makes an awful lot of sense. So I don't feel the need people should feel the need to lump the two things together. Although I don't know why they raised debt on this one, there's obviously good commercial reasons for them to do so. I hope that that was my next question was I, why you're not holding any inventory here. Look. Working capital. I mean, obviously, if yeah, you want to be yeah. able to raise more capital and you're you're bringing revenue in, then debt is a legitimate way to raise that kind of raise that kind of capital. So, you know, good luck to them. And one more thing to the one more thing because we do got to get out of here. I got to let you okay. get back to work. And well, I, I'm going to go push papers around. Um, <laughs> are you at Web Summit? I am not at Web Summit. Now we have a few members of the Molten team, but I won't be at Web Summit. Okay, but you're going to Slush. I am going to Slush. Yes, I am definitely going to Slush. That's that's my that's my ulti, my my ultimatum. Well, it is an ultimatum. That's my quandary. I've been given an ultimatum by the higher ups. Okay, Web Summit or Slush, pick one. You got to go to one. And quite frankly, Helsinki's just cold. Oh, but it's different. Hels- the, I, I love Helsinki. I've been to Slush every year since 2016. They yeah. host a fantastic party there. The, the 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 as a conference, it's more like a music festival. Uh, the quality of the stage production is fantastic. It, 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 as as a bit of a stage kind of guy, I know you'll dig it. Uh, and, and ultimately, I think the reason why it works so well is because it's cold, everybody's pushed indoors. And so you spend more time mm. net- networking with each other. Uh, and it's a series of really good events, I must say. I can work the net just fine with a cerveza in my hand outside on a deck as I can with a whiskey in my hand huddled around a fire somewhere. Well, listen, Molten's going to be at Web Summit. James Clark himself is going to be at Slush. That's all the time we have this week for The Drive at Five. As always, my name is Dan Taylor. Yours is not. I've been joined by Marketing Director at Molten Ventures, James Clark, and we are out of here. See you later. Sorry for crashing your show. I'm sorry. It's it's finished from here. It's done. I'm glad I contributed to the downfall. James, show's over, man. Oh, okay. I'm going to keep talking. I can see the live thing still going. So, you know.
Put me in front of a microphone. Off you go.